0: To tell you something you already know it's time to buy yourself some new shoes have you heard of the knickknackery co it's the hottest new place to buy women's shoes online and they have some unique soles for your soul the knickknackery co's signature soles are handcrafted in small custom batches by professional artisans A careful eye to detail delivers styles that are both timeless and on-trend, and they're constructed to last. The best part? They're as comfortable for us as they are stylish for you! For sophisticated women who love quality and uniqueness, you can't beat the Knicknackery Co. Visit us online at www.shopknicknacks.com. Follow us on all social media. There are no shoes we'd rather kick it with because they are very sophisticated for the soul.
1: And tell us about you.
2: All right, thank you so much for having me on your show, e. Um This is African United First. I have a platform. Um, I do some shows there. I talk about pretty much religious stuff and I talk about black issues globally and how we can actually um, return back to our traditional um, spirituality and how we can come back to our ancient you know, practices as Africans. And um, reuniting with our families that are scattered, you know, from the four corners of the earth. So, yeah, so um, that is pretty much what my show does. And I'm a Nigerian, you know, not by a colonial term, but as an African first, right? Yeah, so that's just what um, I'm all about for now.
1: Well, awesome. And everyone knows that I have an affinity for Nigeria. Um, so we'll keep it there. So let's jump right into our discussion today. So what does African traditional spirituality
2: mean to you? Give us some insight. Well, yeah, for me, um, African um, traditional spirituality is our origin, you know, because that's the essence of our existence. Because, and that is why it was most targeted by the colonialists. Right, so um, pretty much um, growing up as an African or in Nigeria. So I do see my, you know, my parents and my, you know, um, practice our traditional um, spirituality and all of that. So we were pretty much, you know, traditional. My grandmother, she is a traditional doctor. You know, she do, all of these things, and she's very tied to our spirituality and all of that until her you know our mindset was you know drifted away from our traditional practices into um, colonial you know religion right this colonial religion practice um, pretty much uh, as Christians right so um, that has really done a lot of damage, and um, to me, I think um there's there's so much we need to undo in terms of us embracing and coming back to our spirituality which is the origin and the essence of our of our existence so failure for us to do that we'll keep uh um, we'll keep failing and we'll keep you know being this controlled uh mind that, you know, the quote-unquote uh, globalists or whatever uh, uh, entity that is controlling this universe because we are out of our place. You know, since we are practicing things that we are not used to, we don't understand, particularly we don't understand. So it is really, really difficult for us to, um, to function in that essence because we are, you know, trapped in this, you know, artificial body. You know, that's what this, you know, Religion is all about um, this colonial religion that is imp- that was imposed on us, right? We didn't have an option. For me, I didn't have no option. I was forced into it, right? I was forced into it literally. So I was beaten if I wouldn't go to church. You know, I was denied food if I wouldn't go to church. You know, you know, in terms of school, I couldn't. Uh, you know, religious knowledge was mandatory. I had to. You know, is a must in place of history. That wasn't ch- changed for our religious practices. Uh, for for that was exchanged for our traditional uh, practices. And uh, history was obliterated from our history, you know, uh, books. Uh, history was obliterated from our institutions, you know, and our schools um, in place of religious uh, uh, beliefs or knowledge. And I think that is very detrimental to us as Africans and it has really damaged us. And um, I think we need to really go back to our Practices and our spirituality is paramount, especially in this time and this this time we're living in in the world right now. So that's what I think.
1: Well, it's interesting. I want to piggyback off a few things that you said. So, personally, for me, um, I have always struggled with the doctrine of organized religion. And Hmm. as yourself, when you talk about your parents and the repercussions for not falling in line, uh, I can say that is my testimony as well. And I, I thought as a teen going to college that it would allow me some freedom to deviate from what my parents considered to be, or my family, if you will, considered to be normal. And as I began to study all religions, and I mean everything, Reading about mm-hmm. I could garner, you know, about Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, etc. Five percent nation. Um, what I often find myself continuously doing, even to this day, is that I struggle with a lot of the indoctrination. And so, when you right. talk about the uh, African spirituality, I've I've grown into now at my age in that I am more of a spiritual person and that I'm on this path for being collective. So when you think about the principles of Maya out of ancient Kemet, those are some of the tenets in the principles of Maya. And when you group all of these organized religions together, none of them really calcify that type of teaching in that only what they did was take tenants out of it and use it for their own control. Now, another point that you talked about in terms of the abuse, it's, it's not uncommon and not even just for continental Africans. Um, us in the West who have experienced this, we, we all can, can, testify, can testify to this because right. for us, it has always been, and even to this day with elders, you know, you want to be respectful to your elders who are actually in the world as it pertains to um, religion, but you try, you're trying to introduce them to something new. And a lot of them due to age and um, they'll say, well, this is tradition. We've always been Christian, kind of like voting. I've always been a Democrat. I'm going to keep being a Democrat. I've always been Mm. I'm going to keep being a Catholic. Even though history has shown us that Nothing truly great as a whole for black people worldwide has come from it, which leads us into our next question. What has, what do you feel colonial religions, the biggest ones, Christianity and Islam has done for Africa? Give me some idea, some insight as to what they have done for continental Africans.
2: Right, um before I give you the, you know, some if I list some of my 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 if I have uh I have some of some some stuff listed, i would just wanna read um just a post where I have come across. Then I'm going to list some of this, right? You know. You know, it said it worked it worked like a sham after murdering, enslaving and raping millions of them, we brutally convert converted them into Christians, told them that God was white, and that if they ever wanted to meet him, they had to forgive us for everything we did to them, and they did. Some of them even fight to defend our false religion. Now, this is just, you know, a post that I saw, and I thought it was very fascinating because... So for me I uh, the, the the post that I just read you can see the because I when I saw that post it was very fascinating to me because that is pretty much what we Africans you know or black people globally we do right so we pretty much you know defend the this um slave religion that was um pushed on us forcefully right and you know like it's is it's a bad etiquette to force your belief on others right particularly um, something that we have no understanding prior to our spirituality, our traditional spirituality, it was enforced on us, you know, like slaves or as slaves. So we didn't have no options. So what, you know, this religion has brought or has done for Africa is that, or black people globally, it has brought about retrogression It has, you know, it has brought about um, um, huge brainwashing. It has really brought uh, uh, about uh, what is called, like, it has brought about us not having the rational, like, like we don't have, like, Christians holds rational beliefs. About certain things. Therefore, when it comes to politics in Africa, they don't have no say. They don't talk about it. So, the, the pretty much the, the, the this, what this has done to us is that we fight, tend to fight for God, quote unquote God. But then, when it comes to our, our battles, we leave it to God to fight for us when we know we are having lots of challenges and a lot of things. So, we as Africans, we cannot confront uh, politicians, you know, that are using, of course, religion to keep us downside and make us, you know, not to stand up for ourselves and speak pretty much religions. What this religious belief has done, it, is, it has silenced us totally. It's like, you don't have to talk back. You don't need to talk. You need to remain silent. So when you're silent, you're very much happy. So what is done is that it has, you know, tall families totally, you know, because for me, when I decided to to abandon or to walk away from this religious belief, you know, I was abandoned by families, some family members, you know, that are very dear to me. I was abandoned by them. didn't have, you know, no communication with them for, for years, you know. So it was really heartbroken and a difficult time for me that I went through. So this is what religion can do. So when I started questioning all of these things, you know, they tend me as evil, they tend me as bad, they tend me as, you know, I'm a sinner, I'll die, I'll go to hell, and and all of these things. And the question I keep asking them is that could you please give me the address of hell? Because I would really love to visit. And up until now, none of them has given me the address. You know, so I mean, they just, you know, this is what it has done for Africa or to Africans. And you can see for yourself that on the continent of Africa, you know, we, we don't use our brain. The only brain we use, <laughs> not everybody, is through the eyes of religion. And that is very detrimental to our growth, our unity, and a lot of things. It is pretty much the same reason why we can't stand up to the colonialists. You know, we can't defend ourselves. We can't, you know, because we don't take think rationally, you know, we don't think like that. So we don't think logically, we think through the eyes of religion. And if you go against it, you lose friends, you lose family members, you lose, you know, businesses, and a lot of things, it is that bad, it is that bad. So these are the things that, you know, religion has actually done for Africa, that these are the things that it has really, really done for Africa. So and. The indoctrination, you know, has been passed down onto the next generation because in schools, they are still indoctrinating our little kids, you know, teaching them about why Jesus is their savior and all of these things. If you go to Facebook, you see a lot of African kids, you know, they are being uh, trained. They want to be in the future. What they want to become is minister. They don't want to be, they don't want to have anything to do with, in, in Nigeria, let me give an honest in to Nigeria. You hear certain youths, they say you know politics is evil. Politics is bad. I don't want to associate myself with politics, and you know, I just want to be you know do my stuff as a Christian, as a religious you know person. I just want my way to be straight and right with Jesus, and all of these things. And then they are affected by every decision that is coming from the political you know class and 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 um, political uh, the how should I call it um, uh, states, right? So I mean. This, this, is the, this is the thing that they don't feel that they belong to, uh, um, to the affairs that is happening on the continent or in the various countries in Africa because of religion. And this is what we need to stop because it is going out of hand. If we keep um, if we keep keeping quiet, then we are contributing to the damage of what you know, religion has already done to us. Our silence says a lot. It's, it's a very, it's a huge message, you know. That is the most dangerous thing that we can ever do, keeping quiet and allowing this false doctrine and this false narrative to be pushed on people like that.
1: So let me ask you this thing. Yes. So, so in saying everything that you just articulated, when you think about the elders, just, just think of the elders in your family, okay? You're okay. going to get them to get back from whence we come. See, I think with them, that's going to be more of a struggle than a younger person who is more open minded yes. to things. So what do you think about that? How, how are we able to, going to be able to get them back to it? Now, you mentioned your, your grandmother is, is still practicing yes. her traditional ways. I love that. But I'm sure there's other elders in your family who are not. So how are we going to work to move out of that?
2: Yeah, my, my grandmother, like she mixed she mixed it up, okay. right? She mixed it up with the religion. So, um, because, you know, as time goes on, you know, she was, you know, also brainwashed to think that, you know, this other religion is more better. You can see it in our movies and things like that. It was always portrayed, you know, where that our religion, our spirituality, you know, when you talk when we're dealing with Oshun, we're dealing with all of these our different deities, you know, that it is evil. It's always portrayed as evil. You always see this white Jesus with a white gown and, you know, with this white Jesus thing. And then they are casting and binding down a, 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 a spirituality, calling it evil. And the, the spirituality is always portrayed as this weak and always defeated by Jesus. So this is what this is. This That's what I'm telling you, that it's going to be. a. a, a It's gonna be a lot of work, but for the elderly people, I do not think that, you know, for those who have an open mind towards you know learning or or learning certain of these things and questioning it, and because we need to start asking them some deep questions, you know, asking taking their minds back to you know when we first started, you know, what their parents practice, what they used to do before, and all of these things, you know, we need to approach them in you know, a very um we need to approach them differently the way the younger minds you know op- operate is different right but for those who are very stiff in their ways you know they are not willing to change you know you can ha- you will end up having issues you know in your family if you want to force that or if you want to insist that you know we should go back to our traditional way you know it is the best and you know, they, they will think that something is wrong with you so for such family members or elders I think you just need to leave them alone. Because at that point in time, there's nothing, there's little or nothing you can do except they decide they want to change or they want to see reasons into what you're actually saying. You know, other than that, it's really going to be difficult. Okay, and then you
1: also mentioned that once you decided to remove yourself from um, organized religion, that people who were dear to you in your heart basically shuns you and begin with these attacks. Now, see, here, here's what's interesting. I experienced this myself. Um, but what's interesting, I find the same people who are doing all of that are also going against the teachings that, that they claim to love. See, it makes no sense to me to call African Unite Force uh, pure evil and all of this because the Bible tells them that they're supposed to pray for their enemies, So if they're claiming that you're evil, why even articulate that you're evil instead of just continuing to to pray for things that are evil? You know, I'm not, I am not the religious police. I am not the religious scholar, but what I do hold people accountable to is logic. That's the best thing I can hold. And see, when I treat you with the logic, you can't refute that because some of the things that they say make no sense. Like, I remember you had a, um, I love I love on your show when you come on, especially when you have your red dress and hat on. For those out there, please go and follow her on YouTube. When she comes out with this gorgeous red dress and this hat, you know that it's slay time. Not slaying as in, ooh, she's gorgeous, because she's a pretty, 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 pretty woman, okay? However, but slay as in using logic and rationale for things that people say as it pertains to whatever topic she's talking about. But specifically when you spoke about, when people are telling you, okay, well, you're going to hell. Well, point to hell on the map. Show it to me on the map. I want the geolocation, the latitude and longitude. Well, <laughs> so some people say heaven and hell are here on earth because you could basically, basically put yourself in the, in the utopia, meaning your own uh, you know, place that is so beautiful and bountiful for you. Or you can put yourself in your own hell. You go out here and do bad things and then bad things come back to you. But it always um, baffles me that people want to do the name calling, but that's not what you're supposed to be doing if you're going to keep following your teachings. People such hypocrisy as it comes to them following these organized teachings. Yet then they want to get mad with you when you present a stronger case saying, hey, why are you doing this? if your teachings tell you X, Y, and Z, you know, people, you know, and we're not without flaw, even those of us who do not practice, we're not without flaw or fail. But what we are saying is that we're not going around telling people that they're going to be going to hell. They condemn to a life of purgatory and all of this stuff because they don't believe certain things that we believe, you know, I don't, I mean, I know a lot of people who practice uh, Islam and we basically meet in the middle if you will in that i am not going to push off my own personal ideologies about what i think of islam because i got some real big thoughts about islam okay versus them my thing is none of that has has any place for us if we're trying to say we're trying to get back to us the god within us because god is in us you know and so I don't really mix, but we have a good time. We have a good time just in being communing with one another. They know my stance. I know their stance. So if I say I'm going to the liquor store to buy a case of beer with Elizabeth, you can't ride in that car. I, you know, I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So it's just something, you know, um, that we've kind of, I guess you call it uh, getting along to get along kind of thing. But yeah, I'm just... I'm just baffled, even when you say that too, but it goes to show you African United Forces from Nigeria, I am an American, however, um, I do live abroad and have lived abroad for years. But it's interesting that we come from two different worlds and yet the same uh, harsh didactic words are used to describe us for not getting on board with the masses. We don't want to be with the masses. We want to be with what's right. That's what we want to be. <laughs> right. So I, I it's interesting um, also that you said, you know, with the elders, we're going to have to just basically to get along, to get along with them and that a lot of them are not going to change. So it's interesting that you said that as well. So oh, that, that, that was really, really good. So do you think that. Well, I guess you kind of answered that in that, you know, the younger persons are going to get back to um, traditional means of practicing deities. And, you know, with that comes harsh criticism. Like people lambast people, all especially Haitians, for practicing voodoo. What's wrong with that? You know, people, exactly. in, I'm sure in your experiences just in life, when people do not know something, it's, it's the fear of the unknown. So I, I've, I've never, people can say, well, they'll talk, they'll, they want to talk bad about, let's say Nigerians, but yet you've never set foot on the continent or specifically Nigerian. No, you don't have that right. You don't get that right. See, it's different for you and I, in terms of talking and speaking about religion, because we've, we've practiced it and we know that it's not for us. <laughs> but people, right. you have people who have, but they want to tell you about something they have no idea or concept about. And it's the same with voodoo and deities. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. You know, it's, uh,
2: go ahead. Because, yeah. Yeah, for me, I do do think that um, a lot of people, they have a lot to say when it comes to the African uh, spirituality, particularly Black people, and that is so sad because they have no... uh, um, they, they don't defend or they don't come so hard when it comes to the, the same religion. They don't, they're not questioning the origin of religion and how they were, you know, how they became believers of these, uh, um, quote unquote, religion. And now they're practicing this religion that, you know, they don't really know, you know, how come about it, how their ancestors, you know, were forced into receiving this religion. If you wouldn't, that was the only option for you to get food to eat. That was for our ancestors to, to, to get food to eat and all of that, you know. They, you know, they did so much. But yet, you know, we as black people will still go on to defend this religion, you know, that, you know, it has been proven in time and countless times that religion has always been politicized, you know. And that is where I'm gonna say that religion makes no contribution to public policy it absolutely does not because when it comes to certain things that is happening in the world how how many religious leaders are opening their mouth to speak against it to come out you know and, and speak against this you know ill justice that is going on in the world they're all their are, they are, their mouth is closed they don't talk you know they keep quiet they feel like you know all they all is they all all they all is christ or jesus that is coming you know they you know and they they don't know even this jesus And yet they they want to meet him. They want to do all of these things. How can we come back? Because this is a very sensitive topic when it comes to, I've lost lots of friends who call themselves pan African YouTubers, you know, know, because they're religious. So, and these are Africans, right? These are Africans and it's so heartbreaking because when I was talking about, you know, when I'm particularly the, the videos I'm doing about religion on my channel. So whenever I'm doing that topic, I always lose subscribers. And, you know, after a while, they send me a message. These quote-unquote African YouTubers, religious YouTubers, they call me, you know, they ask me a certain question, you know, why are you doing this? You know, I'm like, I'm just only asking questions. What have I done that is wrong? I'm only asking questions. You know, that is the thing with religion. You are forced not to ask questions. You are made, you, you know, they want to make you to be silent. They silence you. You're not supposed to talk. You're supposed to just imbibe everything that they throw on you and, you know, be silent about everything that is going on and just, you know, just be quiet. And that's what they've done, you know, in terms of injustice, they're quiet. They're not saying anything. So other groups are airing out their voice, you know, and the injustice that is going on when it comes to them. But when it comes to the religious body, they're quiet about everything, everything. So you see... And this is so sad that when I mentioned about the African spirituality, one of these quote unquote YouTubers said to me that you know, refer to the African spirituality as that thing, you know, like why are you you know practicing or why do why are you talking about that thing? And I'm like, I beg your pardon. (laughs) So um, you have the right to call my spirituality that thing, so disrespectful, and that has to do with your spirituality and your origin. But yet you're defending this white jesus and you're defending this religious you know belief system that was enforced on your ancestors that were not given option you know and all of these things you know it is it is really really sad that we are facing and we are going through i understand the brainwashing i understand the indoctrination and all of these things but we are living in the 21st century and it's 2021 20, and a lot of information are out there for us to start, I mean, even religion should not stop you from thinking logically. So what is your logical you know, uh, um, reasoning? You know, why, should, why shouldn't you question certain things? Even as a Christian before that I used to be, I was questioning certain things that didn't sit well with me or in, in the society exactly. that I was seeing. You know, I was asking questions and they only told me that, you know, God knows everything that we don't know we don't have the answers or everything, but these are things that were set up by women. This, uh by, I beg your pardon, by humans, you know, by people. You know, this chaos was set up by people. They did it. So if we did it, we can undo it. So why is it that when it comes to our affairs, God is the one that has the answers, but we are the one that creates the problem. You know, it's... it's so these were the... It's interesting
1: yeah. to see what people... You know, I don't people say, oh, you're a pan, no, I'm not a pan-Africanist, a pan-Africanist, I'm black, and I'm blackly black, 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 okay, I am not going to get into um, these titles that people want to put on you, because all that is a way to add another layer of division, and so when you say, okay, well, pan-Africanists have an issue with you talking about getting back to our roots, that's what we should be doing, If you're saying that you want to join forces and become one with continental Africans, the premise is yes, we're not going to be a hundred percent on board with everything each one of us brings to the table. But at the same time, there are certain things on the continent that we need to get back to so that we, especially those in, in the diaspora can understand from whence continental Africans come from, and a lot of us are not willing to do that because that requires work. That requires work. And a lot of us are not willing to do that right. to work. And it, 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 it's interesting that people, again, as I say it, they want to attack you because you're asking questions right. where the religion, right. the organized religion has basically mandated it that you cannot ask questions. You know what's funny? I remember as a child, constantly asking all of these questions about certain things in what's supposed to be the good book. And then when you begin to do that, of course you're admonished because you're not supposed to be asking certain things because everything is based on faith. Okay, got it. At the same time, right. why is it that when you strike a lion he will kill you? Nothing is said. Oh, well he's not human. He can't. Yeah, he can think. That's why he rules the jungle. But if you strike, I'm supposed to forgive right. you. No. Hell no. You hit me, I'll eviscerate you. right? That's how it's going to be. Then keep your damn hands to yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's as simple as that.
2: You know... And that is that is the sad part of it all because you know we you know like the post that I read right you know the only way the white people or the colonialists you know they conquered totally is our mind because they brought this religion and and taught us how to forgive like we need to forgive them you know for we need to forgive and we need we're hoping on on Jesus to come and save us so hence you know we can't do anything for ourselves we can't protect ourselves we can't defend ourselves we're waiting for one quote-unquote, Jesus, one man or woman, I don't know, that will come and save black people. So black people, they have, you know, they call themselves the Hebrew Israelites. They call themselves all sort of names. Let me just go back to the term you refer to yourself, like you don't like all these titles, you know, you know, Pan-Africanist and all of these things that you, ref- you want to call, your, you, you, you refer yeah, to but- yourself as black. But again, it's another title that was imposed again on us. You know, by the colonialists, you know, because all of these titles, I'm going to take you back to our Asian practices and tradition, how we used to refer to or we referred to ourselves, right? Because when I looked at the word black, you know, according to the old English dictionary, what I found out is that black actually means European, it actually means white. It actually means devoid of color. It actually means pale. If black means all of these things, could you, can you tell me that melanated people should be called black instead of you know who fits this category or this uh, um, uh, um, narrative or description of what black is all about? Should I call myself an, a, a European because you know or, uh, clearly you know I'm I'm not devoid of color. Definitely, I have melanin enough enough of it. In my skin, so I mean, how can you know we be referring to ourselves by these names that was imposed on us? It's the same thing that goes with the word nigger that they called us nigger. And I, when it come back to the Nigerian history, how you get the name Nigeria is related to the word nigger, right? Niger plus area that they they brought up the name nigger. Nigerians were called nigger nigger area. That's how they get the name Nigeria before they extended it to. The, uh, our brothers and sisters that was enslaved, you know, in the Americas and all of these places, you know, that's how they got the name, the the the, the word "nigger," because it came out from that. They started calling us "nigger" before they started shipping a lot of our brothers and sisters through slavery to these other different places, and they extended this name to our brothers and sisters. So this is what I'm talking about. We should be mindful of what we call ourselves, because even the English language that we are speaking. We don't it's a colonial name, it's a colonial English, it's a colonial in you know, a language that we don't really understand its meaning. It is only the meaning that is put out there for us to digest, for us to think that this is what this means means. That's what we 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 take in. Because we don't they are the ones that knows what the English language really means. You know, we don't know. We only speak what they what they put out there and tell us that this is the definition, this is what it means. According to the ancient African. Tradition, we refer to ourselves by our names, our original names, our original traditional names, and we refer to ourselves by, you know, by the tribe that we belong to, you know. So, I will ask you, what is your name? Not, I'm black. What is the term? Like, I I did not even know that I was black until I left the continent of Africa. Once you leave the continent of Africa, then it will hit you, boom, you are black or you are African. I never knew I was African until I leave, uh, I left the continent of Africa. So you cannot, even if I go and ask my grandmother, you know, or I call her African, she doesn't even know what that means. That's to tell you, that's that that to, 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 to hit on you. It should tell you something. She doesn't know what Africa means or what being an African is all about, you know, because she only knows that she is so-so-so and so by her name and by the tribe or kingdom that she comes from. So these are the things that when we are talking about certain things, we should go deep into the root cause of whatever thing that we are referring to ourselves as, you know, and we should try to trace back to our ancient, you know, ancestral names and ways of practices, you know, not just the spiritual aspect, but our traditional practices, you know, so that we don't still fall into this colonial concept of what they think that we are. That needs to change as well. You know, their concept of I, what I they think that we are. I
1: agree with you to the point. Okay, yes, technically you are correct. Black is still a title. Keep in mind, those who are uh, original in terms of coming from, let's say, the, the US, most of us do not know, let's say, which tribe um, we come from on the continent of Africa. So, yes, even though we use that term to describe our. Uh, being per se, I get your point. And a good point at that. A very good point at that. Now, me personally, I do not uh, care to um, know which place on the continent my ancestors came from. I know I came from there. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. And, and And for me personally, that's enough for me. Whereas others are doing, you know, DNA tests, etc. But good point. That was a good point you brought up. So why don't you give us some some final thoughts, just in terms of organized religion and African spirituality, and us just in total in totality um, becoming one, and just for a better Mama Alcabilon, just for a better. She's great, and we can make her everything can be improved.
2: Right. Um, what I my 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 final thought is. First of all, if we can actually channel all our energies the same way we have channeled it towards religion, and if we can actually believe in ourselves, you know, the same way, you know, we put all this energy and, you know, all of this belief system in this belief, you know, this religion. If we put, if we channel all of this, you know, faith, quote unquote, faith, or beliefs, or belief, and this energy we channel it to ourselves as a people there is going to you what you're going to see is a practical change a practical change you will definitely see that because we are lacking to do that we are believing the unknown things that we have no idea of things that we've not actually seen we are afraid of the unknown and we are not dealing with the known, the very things that we are facing on a daily basis, the very challenges that we are facing on a daily basis, we ignore. And then we pay more attention to, to the unknown. It's just like someone is trying to find out the color of air, you know, the color of air, you know, like what the person is imagining, what should be the color of air, you know, but then you have, you know, the trees or the leaf, you know, that is before you, right, which is also natural you are ignoring to see that it's green or you know whatever yellow or whatever color you don't want to see. You know. You just want to prove that the color of, of air is so, 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 and so, 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 or is that. So that is where we are not using our logics to think. So we should, for whatever thing that we can see with our eyes and that is before us, is something that we have the ability to deal with and leave the unknown for the unknown. So, I mean, when it comes to our unity, we focus, and we, again, it has to do with us. You see, if we start watering, because what we do as Black people, we water every other people's flowers except our own. We don't water our own flowers. So these other people's flowers, they nourish, you know, because we keep watering it, you know, they grow and, you know, we nourish it and all of those things. But we pay, and we pay little or no attention to our own flowers. We don't or a garden. We don't you know, give it the time. We don't take the time to nurture it, the time to, you know, to water it, to do anything so that it can grow. So when we start focusing on our own, what we need, you know, and stop paying attention to all of these distractions in the world. Today, they're talking about Meghan Markle and uh, uh, Prince Harry. It's uh, the black people are the, are the ones, including Africans. And I don't even understand how those this concerns Africa. You know, they are all talking about it. This is what the social media is all about, you know, and it's so, I mean, I'm, I'm like, what is really going on with black people? What, what is happening? Like, we have, we have issues that we need to deal with. We have, and this is, the, this is the point I'm making. We give attention to every other person or every other people than us. You know, we will give our energy, our time to every other people that don't matter to us, that has, that's not thinking about us, that does not have our interest at heart. We we'll give them all this attention, but we will never give our own. So when we start channeling these energies to the right things or to ourselves, we will see practical change that will happen. And as we keep focusing and supporting each other, you know, depending on each other because we have patience for every other person, but we don't have for our own. You know, we support every other people. We don't support. If we can do this to one another, we will unite. Definitely, we will unite. And I believe that you know. We are uniting gradually, even if it is not on a, on a scale where, you know, right. people want to yeah. see this mass, you know, movement. yeah, those kind of things. But, you know, it starts with little groups, you know, your little groups, you know, where you, you know, your circle, you know, what are you doing in your little circle? You know, what are you planning to change? And coming back to our spirituality, I want to say to black people is that, you know, the people who are giving you the narrative about our spirituality that is not coming from us, you know. Particularly, you know, we know that you know our, our specialty was targeted, educational system was targeted and everything. So everything that has to do with African is stem bad, they demean us to you know to the brim, like we are nothing. So because we, first of all, we don't believe in ourselves. We see ourselves as nothing. Hence the world sees us as nothing. So if we can start putting more strength and energy and focus and attention. If we can give all these things to ourselves, it is called self-love. Putting yourself first instead of every other person, and that is what I am practicing. It is not, you know, easy. But we can start because due to the brainwashing and all of this, it's not easy to do all of these things, right? So, but we can start from somewhere. You know, start from somewhere. Knowing your history, knowing your history is very paramount. And stop, you know stop following a one-sided stories, because sometimes, particularly our brothers from the diaspora, brothers and sisters from the diaspora, now they go and read all of these books, history, all of these things, it's one-sided. It is one-sided, it is put in there by the Europeans. In the institutions and all of these things, they educated you, it's a one-sided story, it's a one-sided history. So if how can they, you have a one-sided history about Africans instead of coming or hearing the African history from their own mouth themselves, let them educate you by themselves about their history. Go to the uh, French uh, museum, you will see a French white man sitting down there with all our stolen artifacts. They are teaching you about Oshun and teaching you, teaching Africans. And even Africans are going there to patronize that museum and they're listening to this white man teach them about their history. How can someone teach me, a white man who came and colonized my ancestors, and everything, teach me about my history? How, do I, how can you believe that? You know, if they've done all of this thing, history has proven what they are. How, what makes you think that they're telling you the truth? And these are the things that we need to put into consideration. And you have lots of people listening to that history instead of coming to the source mm-hmm. and hearing it from the hoax's mouth. They will rather listen because they have this thought that, you know, whatever comes from white, it is, you know, it is true. Whatever comes from white, it is supreme. Whatever comes from white, you know, it is the best and it's authentic. So how, you know, we are not seeing ourselves as, you know, when we come to the point where we see ourselves as authentically African, then nothing will change. So it has to do with a lot of, you know, things that needs to be undone. And mind you, our spirituality is not evil. This has always been our practices. And there is not one God. We have deities, you know, we have different deities with different names that has different jobs and whatever things that they're doing. So all this concept of religion, we need to question. That's why I encourage people to ask questions. Don't let them shut you up. The, the, the worst thing we can do to our generation is keeping quiet and allowing evil to prevail. That is the worst thing that can happen. That's why use your platform, use your voice and speak. Do not be quiet, do not be silent because what is the legacy are you leaving behind? You know, because we're gonna die anyway. So the thing that they're pushing out there is fear. And that is what we, we as black people, we are accustomed to fear and fear is the unknown. These are the things you know, they teach us how to, to be afraid of the unknown. We are brave warriors and brave kings and queens. We don't used to be afraid. But today we are afraid of everything, everything. We are afraid of ants and cockroaches. We are afraid of the little things that will not even you know, do anything to us. So we need to have a rethink about things and the people I'm going to show you that you have to learn more from them is, is, is nature. Now look at the trees, look at the animals. They are there to teach you. It's just that we humans are the same people that are causing chaos to the animals, separating them from their families. We have a lot of them as pets at home. You know, but they have families, they themselves, the animals, they have their own family. What makes you think that you want to turn them into domestic animals? They are pets, they are this, you know, but you're separating them from their families. It doesn't used to be like this before. Uh, Asian Africans, we respect all of these, you know, principles, but today we have, you know, a lot of people breaking the code and breaking the rules. These are the things that need to change. We need to take lectures from the trees, we need to take lectures from the animals, we need to take lectures from the water because they have voices and they can speak. So when we go against nature, nature will rise and fight, even if it will take a little time, but it will definitely take its course. So this is a very serious issue that we need to pay attention to and don't keep silent anymore. It is very, very important that we undo this damage that has been done to us, the damage of religion. You know, we need to undo it because our ancestors is inside of each and every one of us, and it was rise. You cannot silence their voice when they want to speak through you. You must allow it to speak. This is how we can actually be free from these, you know, religious, you know, uh, uh, shackles or chains. And this is my, you know, uh, my last thought. And the last thing I want to say to continental African is that what were you serving before you became Christians or uh, yes. Muslims?
1: Okay, so. First of all, I want to thank African Unite Force for joining us today on the afro Theopia podcast. You can find her on YouTube, the same with her name, African Unite Force. And I want to thank you guys, the African Unite Force, Force. pardon me. Um, Thank you guys for joining us today. And remember, you can find us on, excuse me, all uh, podcast platforms. And you can find us here on
0: Anchor. Hey, down here it's us your feet we want to tell you something you already know it's time to buy yourself some new shoes have you heard of the knickknackery co it's the hottest new place to buy women's shoes online and they have some unique soles for your soul the knickknackery co's signature soles are handcrafted in small custom batches by professional artisans a careful eye to detail delivers styles that are both timeless and on-trend, and they're constructed to last. The best part? They're as comfortable for us as they are stylish for you. For sophisticated women who love quality and uniqueness, you can't beat the Knickknacker Co. Visit us online at www.shopnicknacks.com. Follow us on all social media. There are no shoes we'd rather kick it with because they are very sophisticated for the soul.
3: Looking at the height of the Messiah, a beauty that you cannot deny. Boil oh, all the Serengeti get As I watch the sunrise No matter where you coming from There's so much to invest on Africa, Mama Africa So much to look at So much you can invest Can't even look back Africa is the best There's so much to look at So much you can invest Can't even look back Africa is the best. I free Ethiopia. Mama Kibunan. Africa's my down Forever. Africa, free Ethiopia. Mama Kibunan. Africa's my down Forever. No matter where you're coming from, there's so much drink fast on. Africa, my Mama Africa. So much to look at, so much you can invest. Can't even look back. Africa is the best. Afri Ethiopia, my Malke Africa's my home forever. Afri Ethiopia, my Malke punan. Africa's my Moon forever.